everybody, welcome back to, or welcome to, whichever is your pleasure, the Ronin Rabbit, a Usagi Jimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Edmore, and this is episode 40 for Zero. Our story appeared in Usagi Ojimbo Volume 1 from Fantagraphics, Issue 27, cover dated March 1991, and the tale is entitled, My Lord's Daughter. Our principals are Usagi Ojimbo, our protagonist, as has been, I believe, for every episode, every story that we've done, I think so far, has Usagi as the protagonist in it. And a princess, not named, just a princess. We start off seeing Usagi marching um, pointedly across a plain wearing the full samurai battle armor. Well, except for the helmet. He's got the body armor. And we see that he is narrating our story. He said, I walk alone on the whims... Yes, he said it better than I did, actually. He said, I walk alone on the windswept plain. A dozen other samurai have preceded me, but I passed their bodies hours ago. My lord's daughter has been kidnapped by an oni. My lord had promised half his kingdom to the one who returned his only child. Oni is uh, Japanese for ogre or monster. And in the distance he sees a cloud of dust, and as those creating the dust get closer, Usagi declares, Abakamono, which is Japanese for monsters. 40,000 of you demons, he yells as he jumps in the midst and starts slaying them right and left, and left and right and up and down, and finally he's done. And just continues on his journey across the wind-swept plain. Later on, as he is proceeding, his leg is grabbed by a tentacle. That tentacle drags him into a nearby body of water, and he finds that he has been captured by a taka'oni, or an octopus demon. Slicing himself free of that tentacle, he then discovers that his armor is causing him to sink. But no matter, the octopus demon suddenly wields four different katanas at him, and he is floating in this water, fighting off these blades being wielded by the tentacles of an octopus. And if that wasn't bad enough in the distance and approaching rapidly as a shark, and as the shark swings below to come up from his feet and snatch him in its jaws of uh, pectiny or whatever the teeth are made of, death... Usagi sideswims, right? Because he's in water, so he can't sidestep. But he, he sideswims the attack, and as the shark zooms past, he plunges his sword into the back of the shark and uses the momentum of the shark as the shark attempts to swim away from the attack to escape the attack of the Takaoni. The shark swimming so quickly that it breaches the water, flies high up into the air, and dislodges Usagi, who plummets back down to the ocean, only to find that the octopus below has ridden and is riding, floating upon the waves above, and renews its attack with its tentacle-wielding katanas. Ultimately, 
Usagi dispatches the demon with a deep slash across the head right above the eyes, spilling the Icarus blood into the water. Usagi stumbles onto the shore and collapses from fatigue. At some indeterminate point later, he awakens to the sounds of a flute, and he follows the music of the flute to who appears to me to be the same demon lady that he fought in the bridge, the story from a couple episodes ago, but this demon has both of her hands, or its hands, so it can't be the same demon, but it looks like the same demon. And it is playing a flute, and gives him a... uh, What is... Chef Terry, what do you go to an oracle to receive? Not a boon, but... Where they tell you about your future, whatever the word for that, the word escapes me. The the demon tells him of his future, which is only death. And Usagi asks, "Well, my death or someone else's death?" And the demon says, "It does not matter." And Usagi responds, "Well, it matters to me." <laughs> and the demon wanders off, giving him a a poo-poo gesture with his hand. It, it matters not. Just remember my prophecy. And wanders off into the distance. With the seriousness of the story, this appearance by the demon was very funny to me, just the way that the demon was. But perhaps it's the same demon uh, that is in the um, anime manga Death Note. One of those kind of demons. They seemed rather playful in their in their powers. So, nonetheless, the next day, Usagi continues on his quest to find the princess, and he's walking through an um, evil, shall we say, haunted forest, and suddenly he hears to one side something and glances and sees shadows, and hears something to the other side and glances and sees shadows, and then in front of him, between two trees, rears a giant centipede demon, and it attacks Usagi starts running through the forest, trying to escape it, and runs beneath a semi-fallen tree and decides that he can use that to his advantage as he immediately turns and cuts the tree in half so that the half that he has cut falls on the centipede demon as it too tries to follow Usagi beneath the tree. Now trapped by this fallen tree, Usagi jumps on the back of the centipede demon and quickly renders it into multiple pieces, squirting ichor, as did the octopus demon. Finally, Usagi comes upon what looks to be an abandoned fortress. He pushes his way in through the creaky doors and looks around. The only thing he sees are Tokagi scattering at the intrusion of this this person. He quietly hears from behind a door, sobs, and opens the door and finds the Haimisama, the princess that he's looking for. As he's talking to the princess, she is lit from the front, and so her shadow is cast on the wall behind, and Usagi sees that the image of the shadow cast does not match the image that he is visually seeing of the princess. Suddenly he realizes that here is the Oni who has kidnapped the princess, and he attacks. The Oni reveals its true form, and we see that it is roughly three times the size of Usagi. Usagi runs through the side of the building to get out of indoors to the outdoors, the courtyard where he has more room, 
and in passing of, of to the corner of the courtyard, he sees the true princess bound and sitting on the ground. The Oni quickly follows Usagi with a huge ogre club, and he starts pounding the ground trying to hit Usagi, who tells the princess, stay back, which is kind of funny because the princess is bound anyways and she can't do anything, but nonetheless, he's trying to save her. The Oni takes a swing with his club, and Usagi stops it with his katana. And as Usagi continues to hold the club, and the Oni continues to press the club, eventually the katana slices through the club, surprising the Oni. Usagi takes the opportunity to jump up and atop the Oni, and plunge his katana into the top of the head of the Oni, killing it. As the monster falls to the side, Usagi hops off, rests the wakizashi from his sash, cuts loose the princess, and she says, Oh, thank you, my father will make you a lord. Marry me and you will rule his vast lands. And Usagi responds, I'm sorry, princess. My life is destined to be that of a wanderer, and I must travel alone. Now come, I will return you to your father. And Usagi, we see, is finishing this tale to a cub that is sitting on his lap with other children here in front of him. And we find that he has stopped at an inn, or more precisely, a widow's house, a widow of four children to be exact. And as she is preparing the meal for all of them, including Usagi, he is paying her back by entertaining the children with with these stories my lord's daughter being at least the most recent story that we know of. And as we pan away to the outside and we're leaving the scene, Osagi says, After dinner, I'll tell you about the time I encountered the infamous cheese dip wanderer. Which brings to mind that Usagi has tales of Gru the wanderer at the very least, if not having never, uh, he, he has, has indeed met him. And that's kind of funny because. Stan Sakai is also involved in the creation of Gru the Wanderer, who is a Sergio Aragonis creation. Stan letters for Sergio, all of his Gru stuff. So here we see a connection. And Stan admits that perhaps Usagi does know Gru. At the very least, he knows of Gru. So that is our story this episode issue. It is a tale that Usagi is regaling. No idea if it's true. Everyone that he faced was a demon, so I would suggest it's probably not true, as most of his adventures have been a little bit more grounded than that. But, you never know, Usagi is well-traveled. It's hard to tell. Either way, we were introduced to some new terms. Oni, which is an ogre. Obakamono, which is a Japanese for monster. The Takaoni, which is the octopus monster. We also had the big centipede or millipede monster, but it didn't have a name. And Haimisama, which means princess. Sama is a, uh, a term of respect. So I guess Haimi, H-I-M-E, Haima, is princess. Next time out will be issue 28 of Usagi, the first of a four-part tale, Circles as it appeared in Fantagraphics, May 1991. So this will be the first multi-part story since our Dragon Bellows conspiracy story several episodes back. If you guys want to leave feedback, you can send it to Ronin Rabbit on Google+, if you're there. 
you can look at the follow the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo Facebook page. I post the episodes there. Thank you, Steve, for allowing me to do that. I appreciate it, sir. You can send email to Usagi podcast at gmail.com or the website bigtimenoise.com slash Ronin Rabbit. Also, Teal Productions on Facebook if you uh, want to follow that. I post the episodes there and on Twitter, I suppose, Teal Productions on Twitter if you want to tweet me something about Usaki. Talk to you guys next time. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal Production and as such, is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives, 3.0, Unported License.